It's Monday, June 20th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back to Goodwill Talk Daily, everyone. I hope that you had a wonderful weekend. And, um, you know, for those of you who were celebrating Father's, yes- Father's Day yesterday, I hope it was a wonderful time uh, with family and friends. Also, happy Juneteenth to everyone. Uh, only the second time in the history of our country that we have celebrated Juneteenth as a national holiday. And so I hope uh, that you're enjoying your day off today as we remember uh, really uh, a time for celebration, the end of slavery in the United States. So this is something that we should honor and celebrate together as a country, an important day in our history. Today we are turning our attention back to Second Timothy chapter 3. Uh, We have spent a lot of time, haven't we, in a vice list that opens up uh, 2 Timothy 3. And we finally made it through. You did it. It took us a while, but we got to the end. And so we're looking at a brand new passage today. Yay, everybody cheers. A brand new passage. I'm going to start reading in verse 6, and I'm going to read through verse 9. And this is going to take us a couple weeks to get through, but uh, Lord willing, it won't take nearly as long as it did last time. So we're going to be in this passage this week, and then we have something really cool lined up for next week that I'm excited about. Uh, it's not going to be in 2 Timothy, but I pray that it will bless you nonetheless. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 6. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. All right, so we're looking at a new passage today that starts out uh, really with a phrase that can be really uncomfortable for us, uh, a description of women that really it feels almost icky in the 21st century, but I think um, there's a way to understand this that doesn't fly in the face of how we understand uh, women to be. So let's look at this passage. For among them, who are the them? The them are all these people that Timothy is supposed to avoid. Timothy is leading this church, and he's supposed to make sure that he is carefully... Um, guarding the flock from people whose lives are marked by a variety of sins. Uh, Not just people who commit sins from time to time, that's all of us, but those people who have embraced these sins and those sins have become a core of their identity. And so Timothy is to be on guard, particularly as he is raising up leaders in the life of the church. He's supposed to keep an eye out for these uh, sinful character traits that would disqualify people from the ministry. Well, these are the people who are getting into local churches and causing havoc. Paul is speaking, I'm sure, with specific instances in mind, not only in Ephesus where Timothy is serving, but also in other countries where there or other cities, excuse me, where there have been serious problems in the life of the church. If you read through Corinthians, for example, uh, you'll find in each letter to the Corinthians, sinners who have really caused havoc in the life of the church, people who don't just battle sin like we all do, but people who have embraced sin and embraced false teaching and are trying to lead others astray with it. Here what we get is the strategy that is being employed by these false teachers in Ephesus. There's a 
particular strategy that is in play. Now, and, and that's where I want to emphasize things today. False teaching is not just the heresies that can get tossed around, but these false teachers are people who have a specific strategy to enter into a church and to cause chaos. You enter in and you try and rip people apart. And there's a particular strategy that was being used in Ephesus. They were targeting women. For among them, among these false teachers, are those who creep into households and capture weak women. Now, we don't need to understand this verse as a description of all women, as if all women are weak. That's not what's being said here. In fact, by saying that there are particular weak women would be uh, comparative that would say that there are also strong women in the church. But what these leaders were doing, these false teachers, is they were looking specifically for women who were weak. Now, they could have gone specifically looking for men who were weak as well, but this is how these particular leaders were showing themselves up in Ephesus. They were going into households, they were getting to know families, and they were trying to find women and lead them astray. They were targeting women. It is very important, then, that we consider what it looks like for uh, women to be strong in the faith. We're going to see particular forms of weakness later, burned, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, and we'll, we'll get into that tomorrow. But what we want to look at today here is we, we want to make sure that the women of our church are not weak women, but are strong women. This is not a, a description of all women to say, oh, well, women are inherently weak, but rather a warning to churches that we need to go about the work of strengthening the women in our churches. We need to ensure that the women of, in our churches are being discipled well. We need to ensure that they're leading well. We need to ensure that the women in our church, the women of Goodwill Church, are supported and strengthened by the ministry of the gospel at Goodwill Church. It's, it's very important that we not... Um, allow weakness to manifest itself within the women of our church. And, and its weakness is it, is it pertains to discipleship. You know, one of the ways that this can manifest itself in a church is when a church kind of ignores the needs of women in the church. When the church says, ah, the women of our church don't really matter. You know, we need to focus on the men. Well, no. We, we need to focus on everyone. We need to strengthen discipleship. We need to make sure that women are in the word. We need to make sure that women are in prayer, that they're in small groups, that they're leading and being led, that they are leading one another, and that we're building up strong discipleship networks where women are cared for well spiritually and are growing and strengthening as disciples. Strong women do not fall prey to these kinds of false teachings. And so discipleship of women needs to be a focus of our church and it is we're working hard to make sure that men and women alike are being trained up as disciples of jesus christ but it's also incumbent on us to make sure that we're checking in on one another husbands and friends of women are you ensuring that the women in your life are being strengthened as disciples of jesus christ women are you dedicating yourself to the scriptures, to the studying of theology, to the studying of, um, of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Are you cultivating the fruit of the Spirit in your life, and are you at war against sin? Discipleship. 
If we are weak disciples, then we are easy prey for false teachers. That is true of men and women alike. And what these false teachers were doing were identifying women who were weak in their discipleship and attacking. So, brothers and sisters, we need to ensure that we are doing everything we can to equip the men and women in our church, to equip women well, to be followers of Jesus Christ, strong examples of what it is to be a disciple. That's what we're looking for in the moment of our church. That's what we all should be striving for. Let's pray together. God, we pray for your help. Help us to grow as disciples. And I do, I take a moment and pray specifically for the women of our church. Would they be strong? Lord, would they love the word? Would they love theology? Would they love one another? Father, I pray that the women in our church would be so strong that they would be an example to the churches around us of what an empowered, strong woman looks like in Jesus Christ. That we would be uh, full disciples, all of us, men and women alike. And Lord, I pray that you would help our church to train our women well. Lord, with solid teaching, solid theology, help us, Lord. Help us to equip women to be able to... Um, push back against the kind of false teaching that we see here in Ephesus. God, we thank you for the women in our church. Help us to equip them well, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.